Welcome to the Arise podcast. My name is Tanya Anderson. I'm the CEO here at Arise, and it's my pleasure to have with me today Krista Beebe, who is a coordinator in our community habilitation program. Welcome, Krista. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So our community habilitation program is something that might not be intuitive to someone who's not in it day to day. Can you explain what it does? Yeah, so our community habilitation program uh, provides independent living um, for those with disabilities. We will have a direct support professional come out into the homes of people with disabilities and take them out into the community. We will work on goals um, that will teach them how to be more independent. Great. And the program is run by the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities. So the folks that we're serving in community have, as we call it, are all people with a developmental disability. Is that right? Right, right. And the other thing I really like about this program is, like everything else we do at Arise, it is driven by the person receiving services. Can you talk a little bit about how the person that comes to us for community have services, how they really guide the process and tell the staff person what they want to work on? Yeah, so we have uh, meetings every six months um, with each individual and we will discuss what they would like to work on, um, what they want to achieve during community hab, um, and then the coordinators will write up their action plans and we will write write their goals and what they want to achieve. Great. And can you give me an example of, of some of the goals that are typically in an action plan for an individual? Yeah, so say um, an individual wants to work on a money management goal. So we will provide, the direct support professional will provide the... Um, teaching skills to work on their money management. So say they want to go out to eat, they will teach them how to pay for their bill and how to um, count change if they need to. Right. And um, it could be just let's go out to the dollar store and pick right, up right. some items. And instead of the direct support professional going through the checkout line, it's the individual looking at the cash register and giving the money. and. Yep counting the change and making sure it's all right. Yeah. Great. What are some other goals that people work on? So we also work on a social recreation goal. Um, so say they want to be more social in their community, we will take them to the library or out shopping and staff will um, encourage them to say hi to somebody walking by or if they run into somebody that they know in the community, then we'll kind of encourage them to say hi and see how they're doing and um, work on that with them so that's that's really important and you the professionals working with our individuals are just sort of that little extra teacher and support to make right, folks right. feel more comfortable yeah and I think we have also in the past have had um, like safety goals and those sorts of things too yeah so um, staff they call we call them staff supports if an individual, say it's icy outside and an individual needs help walking across the parking lot, we'll provide that extra support that's needed. We have some individuals in wheelchairs and um, we'll help them, guide them across the parking lot or across the street or... Right. Yeah. And these um, services 
happen as you described in the community or in someone's home mm-hmm. but really anywhere the person would be where any of us would be living our lives right right, right. and what's nice is um a lot of these individuals it's really just an extra friend to come and hang out with them and teach them it's not really a staff against an individual working against them we're just kind of here supporting them and encouraging them and helping them live out their lives independently that's so important what you're talking about because it's obviously a professional relationship but it's very personal and um, you have a real intuition and just really get to know people Mm -hmm. And I know that you used to be a direct support professional yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And how long were you a DSP, as we call it? Um, altogether, about eight years. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. What is it about doing that sort of direct work that um, kept you in that position for eight years? Uh, I just loved um, how meaningful it felt. I loved being able to provide that extra support for somebody that may not have it at home or in their community. Um, And I love being that. I mean, these individuals, when you work with them, they become family. It's not just about a job for me, and it never was. It's always about helping them, becoming their friends, getting to know them, and doing things that they like to do in the community. And I can hear in your voice just that warmth and that passion as we're starting to talk about this yeah are there some folks and some stories that stand out in your mind during those eight years that just really for you embody that experience yeah so um when i started to become a dsp i also was a live-in caregiver for a gentleman with cerebral palsy and um that story always comes to mind because not only was i providing for him and supporting him in the community, but I was also like a, I would say a mother to him, um, providing that extra support that he needed. Wow, and I'm sure he appreciated you being there. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some other sorts of things that you've done with your individuals in the community that that you can recall? I, uh, there's one gentleman that I worked with that used to like to go to the mall and one of his goals was exercise so we'd go to the mall and we'd walk around and we'd do a little bit of window shopping and we'd have lunch and um it it provided his exercise goal but it also got him moving and shopping and it was fun for him and just interacting with the world yep and I know there's another another individual that you've worked with who um, loves Uno, and that you are a mean Uno player. Yes, yes. So is she. She's she's a great Uno player. And you don't just let her win, right? You really play it. Yeah, I play it. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. She enjoys it. And so you're really, um, I mean, you're obviously a support and and a friend, but in many ways you're a teacher right and you're trying to be creative and you've got this plan with goals but you're trying to be creative and okay how do I achieve these goals in a way that's not going to be boring for the person mm-hmm. right so um, can you think of some examples where you've had to use that extra skill set to say okay this is our money management goal how are we going to make this fun and exciting this week or this is our fine motor goal how are we going to make this fun and exciting this week 
yeah sometimes um you have to think of it as a game right um so like one of my individuals likes to go out to eat every time i'd work with her she'd want to go to um go to restaurants to have lunch or something so we would um i'd help her pay for the bill and we would sit down at the table and we'd make it a game as we'd count the change back we'd put the change on the table and and we take turns counting the change and did it become a game did she get better at yes she did she did she loved it and i think that's another piece because you have these meetings every six months so Mm -hmm. people achieve their goals and then we set new goals just like anyone would in life yep yeah so what would you um say to someone who's maybe listening to this and thinking about possibly exploring being a direct supportive professional? Um, I would think of it as, don't think of it as a job. Yeah, everyone needs, you know, a job in life, but this is more of a chance to get to know somebody, to become family to them, where they may not get that support at home or in the community. It's a chance to be some be someone meaningful um, in their lives, right? And people who may not have direct experience with someone in their life that has a developmental disability, they might be reluctant, thinking, "I don't know if I have the skills. I don't know if I have the training." How would you um, address that possible concern? Some of these individuals will teach you how to. Um, be be that support you may not know walking into it you may not know what you're doing but they're they're used to their disabilities to them it's not a disability it's how they are in the community so they'll show you what how to you know support them that's that's such a powerful thing you just said because really it's about listening and learning right and truly meeting people where they are. That's very powerful and is very much what we do. And and we do provide, you know, training for the folks. No one would ever just be thrown into a job. Exactly, yep. Right. There's always training before you meet an individual. We go through, um, we call them safeguard training. So it's an action plan as to how to how to be in the community safely with them. Right. And so your job now, where you have gone from being a direct support professional to a coordinator, describe what you do. You sort of manage um, the folks that come to us for services and match them up with direct support professionals, and there's probably more to it. Yeah, yeah. So we match um, direct support professionals with the individuals, and I also will write the staff action plans. I attend all of their life plan meetings every six months. And I make sure that the goals that are on their action plan is what they still want to achieve. And if they've achieved the goals, then I add new ones and take away old ones. And Right. And you can probably speak to the fact that we have individuals who are waiting for services, but we don't have the direct support professionals to support them right now. Right, right. We have a high needs list. Um, there's a lot of individuals that we have that don't have a direct support professional who are looking. And that's really unfortunate on so many levels because this program is so valuable. So 
a direct support professional is they don't have to work a full-time job. Right, right. We can work their hours around what they need. We have some individuals, we have some staff that come in and they'll work a full-time job and work every day with individuals. And then we have some staff who come in for maybe three or four hours a day a week you know or yeah Yeah. three or four hours a day three or four hours a week right and it can be evenings or weekends whatever yeah works for folks yeah that's great what advice would you give to someone who maybe is in a direct service role like a, a dsp in terms of of moving up into more of a supervisory role like you've done definitely don't give up um my goal was always to move up in my job as a DSP and I just kept pushing and I kept doing my job and doing what was needed yeah so just don't give up if you if that's what you want to achieve then you can do it absolutely and you still have the contact with individuals with those meetings and and other sorts of contact right and some of my individuals are even on my caseload now so I still get to know them and still talk to them Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. So, Kirsta, I really have enjoyed our time together and um, the work that you do now as a coordinator. Um, I know firsthand just the tremendous skills you have had as a direct support professional, the passion you bring to what we do at Arise. And, you know, thank you for that. And thank you for making sure that people with disabilities are fully included in our community. You're welcome. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support independence.